we're going to go ahead into the, the reading of God's Word and the sermon for this morning. Amen. Those of you that have your Bibles, turn to St. Luke, the 14th chapter. We'll be reading verses 26 through 31. The 14th chapter, verses 26 through 31. If y'all have a lot going on in the background, I'm going to ask you to mute. That way we won't have the distractions. Alright? It reads, If any man come unto me, and hateth not his father, and mother, and wife, and children, and brethren, and sister, yea, in his own life also he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, setteth not down first, and counteth the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it. Lest, happily after he had laid the foundation, and is not able to finish it, all that have behold it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build, and, have, and was not able to finish it. Bow your heads all over the building. I'm in all of, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask your blessings upon your people right now. Lord, we ask you, O oh God, to bless the bread of life. We come against everything that we hinder. We plead the blood of Jesus, O oh God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The subject this morning is follow me. Follow me. Now here you find that, that Jesus here is talking to followers. Jesus talking to people that, that, are all, uh, that have made up in their mind to go and become uh, little Jesus is in a sense. He's talking to folks that have made up their mind that they're going to walk with God. Or they think they've made up their mind. See, a lot of times we start and we're not really sure. And a lot of times that because we're not sure, a lot of times people turn back. They have good intentions with the start. But brothers and sisters, now more so than ever, we need to make up in our mind and realize, are we sure? Are we going to be followers of Jesus? Now, uh, why is it important to become followers of Jesus? Because religiosity is not working. Christianity is not working. We are going to have to go back to what the Bible says. To become disciples of Jesus. And I shared with you last Sunday what disciples meant. Disciples or discipleship meant. 
It means somebody that's following Jesus or the teachings of the apostles. So it is imperative that we understand what it is we're doing. We can't now move forward uh, not really focusing on are we trying to, who are we really trying to follow? Now, follow means to, uh, to go or to come after a person or a thing proceeding or ahead of, move or travel behind to come after in an order. Now, God was letting his followers know that you're going to have to pursue me. Now, this is, this is the thing that we have did so much in our own way, and we, we, we follow our own ideas, but if we really look at what Jesus was telling his disciples to take up their cross and follow him. Well, what does it mean to take up your cross? It means that when you, you are willing to die, or to forsake yourself you do this by saying no by saying no sin and no self no to sin and no to self and yes to Jesus we've got to examine ourselves closely now are we living this life based on the self or are we following Jesus? Now, all Christians or all disciples, rather, that's why we don't have to use the term Christian loosely now, because everybody's a Christian. But all disciples follow after Jesus. They take up their cross. What, what does the cross symbolize? The cross, we, we think now it was the symbols, the resurrection, uh, it's some kind of glorious symbol now. But in the day that Jesus took up his cross, the cross was a symbol of death and suffering. But I don't know if you realize it or not, uh, and but we don't want to go through anything. We don't want to uh, be on the outside of anything. We don't want folks to even talk bad about us. We don't want uh, folks to uh, overlook us. So there is a lot of issues that we're going to have to face as we slowly approach the end time. And Jesus coming. So the cross was a symbol of death. And it was a symbol of suffering. And he, Jesus required that every believer take up their cross and follow him. What do you mean? Suffer, if you're going to suffer, suffer for the name of Jesus. If you're going to go through, go through for the name of Jesus. Don't let it be a for your own fault or your own purposes. In Luke, the uh, ninth chapter, verses 57 through 46, here 
you find that there are three different examples of people that fail to count up the cost to follow Jesus. The first one is that first God tells Jesus, I will follow you wherever thou goest. But Jesus says, now, the foxes have holes, the birds of the air have nets, but the Son of Man have nowhere to lay his head. Can you follow beyond your what you have and what you don't have? See, Jesus was letting the disciples, you can't put your trust in the world and things and think you're going to be able to follow me. And this, that's why, uh, brothers and sisters, we, we're going to have to be more careful now because not only does the love of the world come in, the love of the world come into play, but the love of things. Love not the world, neither the things of the world. For all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. So now we've got to walk. What are we feeding? So what is actually growing? The desire to have things or the desire to have Jesus. Then the next, he says, in in. in in the 50th uh, 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 later, follow me, he says. Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. Jesus said unto him, let the dead bury their dead, but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. Now, he was talking about spiritually dead folks and what he had called the man to do. You can't do you and do God later. You can't do you and do God whenever you feel like it. You will never make a disciple of Jesus. We'll just go through the motion and it'll be a terrible thing to find out in the last day or on that judgment day, we didn't make it because we put the work of the Lord last or second. Go and bury the dead. Let the dead bury the dead. Let the spiritual dead go bury the spiritual dead. Let the dead go bury the dead. Do you have life? You should be seeking to live. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and that more abundantly. So it, we've got to serve or follow God on purpose. This can't be an accidental thing. And another, he said, Lord, I will follow thee, but let me first go and bid them farewell, which are at my, at my home or my house. Jesus said unto him, no man have put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. When we allow our 
families to become more important than Jesus, you're looking back on the Lord. And you know, in all fairness, this seems to be shouldn't be a real issue because in the just common courtesy to tell folks, um, going, but they were the ones that's going to try to talk you out of leave. Those are normally the ones that try to tell you, hey, you're making a mistake. Why are you going to leave us and follow Jesus? You have to watch what you're giving up or what you call yourself uh, 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 compromising and serving God for. So no man that has put his hand to the plow and looking, looking now, not turning yet, looking back is fit for the kingdom of heaven. My Lord, if you look back, you ain't fit to go. So there's some things that we're going to, uh, uh, as, as, as a child of God or a disciple of Jesus Christ, there's some things that we're going to have to look at more closely than just a regular Christian do. We can't even afford, afford to look back. Now, following Jesus, me and you are going to have to lose some things along the way. Some lose friends, some lose family, some lose their reputation, some lose their job, and some lose their life. But we have supposed to have counted up the cost that if I do this, and if it comes down to the point that everything else and everybody else Turn their back on me where I'm going to keep on with my relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, you know, there, uh, we can say that, but have you really stopped and counted up the cost? I know we sing songs like, if my mother don't go, I'll go. If my brother don't go, I'll go. If my sister don't go, I'll go. But have you really counted up the cost? When somebody wrapped around your heart, wake up one morning and say, I don't want to follow him no more. Wow. Or you wake up one morning, been through the storm and rain, and wake up one morning, it was better for me on the other side of this. It takes a made-up mind, saints. It takes a great determination to follow Jesus Christ. Now, the thing that we must understand that everybody can't do this. You know that there are a whole lot of folks that started in this race. There are a whole lot of folks now that goes to church or that was going prior to this. But they did not commit to the lifestyle in which Jesus has wanted his disciples to commit to. We have left all to follow thee. We 
There's nobody more important than you, Jesus, in my life. Yes, There's no situation greater than you in my life. You know, I, I've been saved some time and I, I've, I've watched folk. They'll give up everything that they feel like they need to give up. That's my family. But maybe it was a test. Are you passing your test on what you said that you would do to follow the Lord? Are you failing your test on what you said you would do to follow the Lord? In Matthew 6 chapter verses 16 rather, verse 24 through 26. Then said Jesus unto his disciple, If any man will come after me, let him first deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. What have you told yourself that you was not going to do because you are a follower of Jesus Christ? What kind of personal commitment that you have made to Jesus. You know, I, as I, I sit back sometime and I look at people and, and, and even evaluate myself, am I doing enough? Or am I doing enough so that people can say, he's got to be a Christian? What about what flows in and out of our heart? What are we doing really when nobody's watching? Oh, come on here. Whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. Now, we won't find life. We won't find the abundance of life until we start Losing ourselves in the will of God. We won't find what we're hungry and thirsting for until we start pursuing the life that Jesus had laid down that we might pick up. For what if a man, what is a man prophet if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul. Now it's bad now. When, when God is giving us a soul and we're going to lose our own soul. Ain't nobody going to take this thing from you. You're going to lose your own soul in the pursuit of what's prospering and driving the world. Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? What are we going to bargain with the enemy for, for our soul? You know, I don't know if you realize, it ain't about money. Just like the government has printed all that money for now, they just print it up ahead of time. And they don't want to determine whether it's good or bad or, or 
if, if the value is a dollar or the value of a dollar is a quarter. They determine that. But what will you give in exchange for your soul? Now, the enemy, he's watched everybody in the game. He knows what everybody secretly thirsting after. If they just recognize me, if they just validate me, if they just call my name, if they just, just, just honor me, I will serve you. Isn't that just like the enemy? He tried the very thing with Jesus. Now, it was not, if he tried it with Jesus, it's not uncommon for him to try it with the followers of Jesus. After Jesus had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, the enemy took him and showed him all the kingdoms of the world. And told him, if you bow down and worship me, I'll give you all of it. It was already here. What the devil got you pursuing now is already promised to the children of God. You just want it now rather than you're going to get it later. Mm -hmm. So we don't have to bargain with the devil. Right. All God wants us to be is be disciples. Get you out of the way and become a living uh, bona fide servant follower of Jesus Christ so that he can manifest his powers too just like he did Jesus and just like he did his disciples. Now, for those of you that uh, ever wondered why, we never able to do what the apostles did because we don't live like the apostles lived. If you don't present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord, which is your reasonable service, God can't come in there, you and the devil flying in and out, and Jesus going to come into your picnic? I don't think so. Jesus. We've got to get the enemy all the way out. You know, this, this world, this world, and the people in it now has really has been taught to compromise. Don't stand on your standard of belief. Don't even share your truth about what your faith is. Just become a, a, a normal Christian, somebody that you can fit in either world. At any given time. If a fight break out, you can swing your leg. And when you go to church, holler hallelujah too. Mm. All right. Isn't that something? That's what the enemy has reduced the church down to. It depends on what field we're playing and what game we're playing in to how we play. But though it's different. When we become a follower of Jesus, when Jesus tells us, hey, take up your cross and follow me daily. 
You may have to give up your dreams and hopes and passions. Even your very life to follow Jesus. Luke 14 and 27 says, Whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciples. And see, this is one thing that we, 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 we miss. We miss oftentimes. Jesus is particular. Now, you don't, you, there's no particularity now in church going in Christianity. People believe they can do anything and uh, everything that they used to do and everything, anything they want to do, and they're going to make God accept them. And they're going to be a child of God because they said so. Jesus said in, in Matthew 16, 24, If anyone wish to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. What, 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 wait a minute. What, what, deny myself. There's some things that's irrelevant about me when it comes to Jesus. The word becomes more relevant than my ideas, my opinion, in my dream. It is called absolute surrender. When have you surrendered everything? <laughs> what have you given up? <laughs> the enemy said if you give it up, go back and get it. Hallelujah. After each time Jesus commanded his cross-bearing, he said, for whoever wants to save his life will lose it. And see, brothers and sisters, that's what the enemy is trying to get us to do to practice self-salvation. Jesus is the Savior for the church. There are some things that he requires and going to require us to do so that the world can get a better look at him through what, the way we serve him. Now, it, it, you know, it's not, the world doesn't, doesn't see how righteous we are with things. Come on now, things. Think about it, things. Mostly sinners have got things. And they'll do anything they can to get things and to keep things. A lie ain't nothing for somebody to love things to, to do and to say. Most things are gotten not because they did right to get it, but they found a hook in a crook way to get it. Oh, God doesn't have no problem with us working. But when we go and uh, embellish the time, God has a way, God has a problem with that. So we, we, we must challenge ourselves. Yes. When Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone wished to come after me, 
they were doubtless reminded of the time that he called them. Now think about it. When God first called you, the mission was not clear. Amen. You didn't know what he was calling you going to all entail. You didn't realize you was going to have to lose some folks. You didn't realize you are going to have to gain some folks. You didn't realize you are going to have to be talked about. You didn't realize that you are going to have to be lied on. You did not consider all that. But you told the Lord, yes, I will follow you. Now, if we told him yes, then we didn't count up the cost when we told him yes. Now let's look at what it costs to follow Jesus. And when you look at the cost that you follow, when you're going to follow it, I pray that you don't consider the cost too high. And tell yourself, I can't do that. Because if you can't do what he requires, you can't be a disciple you can't go to heaven. You can't be saved. Hallelujah. Now, I don't know if you realize it now. When he called his disciples, a lot of times he called them maybe two at a time. He saw them, wherever they were, and they were doing, before the call went out. Was it Thomas or Bartholomew? One of them said, Jesus said, I saw you under the sycamore tree. What? When did you see me under the sycamore tree? Before I called you, I know who you were and I know where you were and I knew what you were doing. So your past ain't really important if you can give it up. Your past sin and what you did ain't important if you can let the Lord save you. But you've got to believe that the Lord can save you. And, and you know the thing that I, 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 as I look at discipleship and is that this thing works whether there's a group around you or not. This thing works if you're on the Isle of Patmos. This thing works if you're on the ship and you're the only believer. This thing, this thing works. Hallelujah. So when you look at discipleship on, on God's term, it's just as, just as coming to him on his term. You've got to come to God on God's, you know, a lot of people want to bargain with God. Lord, if you do this, I'll serve Lord, if you do this and this, I'll serve Well, you don't have to play those games. And God ain't going to bargain with you outside of his word. If you sin, repent. Don't say, Lord, let me do it, 30, give me 30 days and I'll be back to repent. No, you do it. You found that you done violated God, repent. Come clean. Live an obedient life with God. The Lord reminds us that the key discipleship principle of winning 
by losing involves self-denying, cross-bearing, loyalty, and obedience. Now, wait a minute. Losing? Yeah. You got to lose some folks. You got to lose your mind. You got to lose your desire and find out what it is that the Lord will have for you to do. And you've got to be self-denying. Tell yourself you come last instead of first. And you got to be loyal and obedient. Everybody want a loyal friend. But do you want to be a loyal disciple to God? God can count on you when he can't, don't have to count on nobody else. God can look forward for you calling out to him when nobody else is calling out to him. God can look forward to you doing what you say you're going to do irregardless of don't nobody else do what they're supposed to do. A person who is willing to deny himself cannot claim to be who is not willing, rather, to deny himself, can't, can't claim to be a disciple of Jesus. Denying, which means to completely disown, to utterly separate oneself from someone. In other words, Jesus used this to describe how Peter denied him while he was on the cross. Peter vehemently denied to know who Jesus was. You got to deny yourself like Peter denied Jesus. Turner, Sammy, I don't know you. Come on, I got to do everything I can to know the Lord. You know, you wonder why uh, we're going to have, we have our issues and we have our problems. God is trying to reveal to us that, hey, there's some things you got to do. And it's not so much that it's the guy that or the, or the lady that you think that's triggering this in you. There's some stuff in you got to come out. Yes, Lord. And you got to work on getting it out. You know, have you wondered, what happens if you don't get right? You wonder that? What happened if you don't get right? And you kind of what we, what we used to say, you have saved. Can you get halfway to heaven? Or do you get all the way? All the way? What if, if you know that there's something there and you tell the Lord, if there's anything in me, take it out and cleanse me and make me whole. So you are denying that there's something there. But you've got to deny it. you got to call you like you are. If it's wrong, it's wrong. Hallelujah. you got to deny yourself. Take up your cross. 
Take up your cross and follow him. You know, a lot of times, I don't know if you've noticed it, we have a tendency to think that this is going to, this cycle that we're in and this world that we're in is going to go on forever. And the opportunities are going to afford us forever. But like the followers, they were called, but they had a choice to make. Do you come out or do you follow me? And I think we we I think we're missing this out. We 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 it would be nice if he gave us an optimatum, but he's given us a choice. You can serve me or you can serve anybody else that you want to serve. But you can't be my disciple unless you serve or follow me. Yeah, Lord, Jesus. Yeah, notice. You notice how many people in your life have always tried to get you to follow them? Man, let's go here. Man, let's go there. Man, let's, 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 let's. But they always thought about themselves. They didn't think about you. They thought about how much fun they could have with you. If you man, if you go, we can have a good time. We. To take up your cross, the idea is profound, profound meaning which must be understood. Take up one's cross is not some mystical level of selfless, deeper spiritual life that only religious elites can, can hope to achieve. Nor is it a common trial of hardship that all persons ex experiencing something in life. A cross is not having an unsaved husband, a nagging wife, a domineering mother-in-law, nor is it having a physical handicap or suffering from an incurable disease. To take up one cross is simply to be willing to pay any price for Christ's sake. No wonder the apostles could do what they did. Beaten and left for dead. And famine and still preaching. In captivity, still preaching. In prison, still preaching. Can you continue to be saved in living in the midst of opposition? Isn't that something? Living in the midst of opposition. Can you be saved? You know, I, I, I used to think of the apostles had something totally different than what we had. No, they didn't. They had the same Holy Ghost that God gives us. They just lived the life. They took up their cross. They denied them. You know, it, Peter was one of the last ones to get it together. Remember now, he's the one that denied Jesus. So he understood what denying somebody was all about. 
I don't know him. But now it's required of you and me. When are we going to fully give over to the power of God to make a manifestation in our lives? You know, sometimes we, we get comfortable. We get comfortable just around the, just being around the church and being around the saints and just, you know, not, not really appreciative of what God has done to keep us there. Because a lot of times if somebody would have heard of our mistakes and heard of our failures, they've been the one that really tell us, hey, don't you, you need to go and get out and move on. But look what God did. He always provided an avenue to keep folks in the church that want to stay in the church, to keep folks in the body that want to stay in the body. Take up your cross and follow me. To follow Jesus. To take up your cross now. If you don't, and if you cannot, Whosoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Who are you following? Where do you want to go from here? What kind of life do you want to have spiritually from here? Jesus says, Follow me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I'm going to leave it with you.